Grab a six pack of Corona. Have some people over. Hey, can I get anybody a brew? Who wants a Corona? Corona is launching their.、Um, you can now get Corona hard seltzer. Gee, I wonder how that's going to do. All right, folks, good afternoon. The power has arrived. This portion of the program is brought to you by our friends at K's. Hi there, Kristen. You missed your neighbor, Chuck Cunningham. But, Kristen, after the show, you can listen to it.、Um, Remember, K's, stop in and see them. Lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. Stop by K's. They're waiting for you. Now, between now and 2 o'clock, a pair of tickets, you and a guest, to see how would you like to see Hello Dolly, a Broadway classic. It's at the Providence Farming Arts Center next week. I have your pair of tickets. You can call the box office at 421 Arts, 421 Arts, or log on to ppacri.org. Now,、uh, between now and 2 o'clock, your chance to win. A pair of tickets. Now we have new information. Coronavirus in Rhode Island. Now, as many of you, if you listened to the program yesterday, I was on the air. And what did I say? We started off at 11. I said I knew of one person that had been tested for it. By 2 o'clock, I said there were two people. I want you to understand. I had people off air contacting me saying, Juan, John DePietro, do you realize you're the only one saying this? Channel 10 isn't saying it. Uh, Channel 12 isn't saying it.、Uh, Pork Boy, Cackle, not the, no one's saying it. And then yesterday, I said, I'm telling you right now, my sources tell me there have been two people in Rhode Island that have been tested. Now, part of the problem are the testing kits, but I'm sticking with it. The sources I had, and again, those of you who listen to the show, good, good afternoon, Dennis O'Reilly. I said, I'm telling you, the sources I have are solid. It's two people that they tested for it and they're watching 26 more. I even, <coughs> excuse me, said yesterday there were 600 in Massachusetts. How is it possible that no one in Rhode Island? And I, when I left the air, too, I got the nastiest email from someone that said, I just called your old station and they said that、uh, they didn't know anything about it and、uh, he didn't know what he was talking about. And what is the article in the Providence Journal? Rhode Island prepping for coronavirus and two tested, exactly as I said yesterday. Two people in Rhode Island have been tested for the coronavirus, 26 more being monitored, and it's going to be higher. Now, I'm being told it's actually a lot higher. And the latest we're hearing is someone down at the Newport Naval College、uh, that there's someone quarantined there that they believe has it. That part. Um, I'm going to try to get more information. But part of the problem, but again, I, I just like to come back. I told you yesterday that there were two people, and then there it is. Hello, Drew Jordan.、Um, and I hope you,、uh, that interview with,、um, with our friend、uh, Chuck Cunningham is going to be,、um, we'll have it posted and so forth. What was the other thing I, oh, here's the thing. Before I go to Terry Gorman, Terry Gorman's going to like this. I knew I found it. Who was it? You know, it wasn't, <coughs> I was looking in the journal article. Again, good afternoon to everybody on Facebook Live.、Uh, we're going to take phone calls coming up. Folks, you can email me, john at topetro.com. It was in the Boston Globe story. This Dr. Alexander, I'll ask Terry Gorman about this. I, as, this is a good pre, pre,、uh, preview of that. Dr. Nicole Alexander Scott, it's this woman. She is the woman, she's the Rhode Island Department of Health、uh, director. Ready? Here's what she told the Boston Globe. Now, think of everything we're learning about the virus. Now, what I'm about to tell you right now at 110, hold on, Terry. Folks, this is not a Republican situation. This is not a Democrat situation. This is a health situation, right?、It、affects everybody. And here's what she says、um, Urged Rhode Islanders avoid anti Asian prejudice seen elsewhere. I don't even know how to address something like that. Anti Asian prejudice. Let me be very clear before I bring on Terry Gorman. When President Trump stopped flights coming in from China, people like her, I have the article. She's like, that's anti Asian. That has nothing to do with it. If you're right now walking into a store and there's someone behind you and they're coughing in line and they're sneezing, to me, 
it would, or if you're getting on an airplane, it would not matter if that person were male, female, young, old, gay, straight, transgender, uh, from France, from Ireland, Irish, Italian, <coughs> Latino, Chinese. All that matters is if they have the symptoms of someone that has the coronavirus. For her to say, you know, Rhode Islanders avoid anti-Asian prejudice. Excuse me. It started in China. If this started in Ireland and all these people in Ireland had it, then you'd say, whoa, right? I mean, like, uh, like, like Dracula with a cross. It has nothing to do with anti-Asian. That is moronic. And this is the health director. All right, let's bring him on for our segment, uh, Illegals Around Us. The director of Ryle is our friend Terry Gorman. Good afternoon, Terry. Good afternoon, John. How are you today? Well, do you want to comment on that, Terry? I, th- I mean, for her to say, let's have Rhode Islanders avoid anti-Asian prejudice. Terry, wait, what are you talking about? This virus started in China. It has nothing to do with anti-Asian sentiment. To, to, to call people, well, if you're fearful of being around people from Asia, that makes you a racist. No, it makes you want to be cautious because that's where the virus is spreading from. Exactly, John. And I think she's adding fuel to the fire. I'll bet you 95% of the people in the state of Rhode Island never even thought about that. Right. But she, did not, she brought it up, so everybody's, everybody's, everybody's going to be cautious now. Or everybody's going to jump on the bandwagon. President it's, Trump, to his credit, stopped flights coming in from China. And why? Yes. Because that's where the outbreak was. You know, he will have end up saving lives by blocking flights coming to this country. And this doctor... Scott, the head of the Rhode Island Department of Health, when he did that, she accused President Trump of anti-Asian prejudice. That that has nothing to do with it. It's ridiculous. But it just fits in. It fits into the national media agenda, John. Yes. You know, that's that's exactly what it is. They're they're just waiting. They're going to they're going to skew the skew the actual facts and bring it to something that they can use against President Trump. Well, they hope people. Happens every day. I don't know, Terry, if you were listening and caught the guest I had on last hour. He's in China, but just you want to talk about an example. Many people accuse this president, of, you know, of, of propaganda and blah blah blah. I mean, here is someone. He is. I know him. He. I grew up with him and his brothers. Uh, worked at Brown University. He's China. Excuse me. He's in China, um, and the government there are telling the people that the virus is dying down and encouraging them to go back to work. Whereas I just read, the World Health Organization is saying just the opposite, and they're raising the world threat level to the highest risk possible. So when we talk about government propaganda, I mean, that's real government propaganda, where they're trying to tell yeah. the people, oh, don't worry, it's, uh, we, we have it, and it's going away. It's really just the opposite. But, Terry, let's get into our segment. And, folks, yeah. this is... Uh, Terry, we talk to him each week, and it's about different bills or things that happen in Rhode Island that um, a big part of this is, in fact, uh, because Rhode Island continues to be a sanctuary state and Providence a sanctuary city. Yes, exactly, John. And let me start off, John, with a, a little bit of good news. The uh, I testified last night at the Senate uh, on Bill S-2258, and it, it's called an act relating to property, immigration status, and the explanation of the bill says that this act would prohibit a landlord from asking about the immigration status of a tenant, prospective tenant, occupant, or prospective occupant of residential rental property. And it was held for further study. So that's that's good news because in the Senate uh, they don't always hold everything for further study. Sometimes they vote that night on on the bills. So when it, it makes a difference when it's held for further study in the Senate, not so, not so in the House. Right. But the uh, the only two there were a lot of people signed up on the bill, but they signed up. Uh, they had written submitted written testimony, but it was like the Rhode Island Latino Pack. And uh, the uh, Latino Policy Institute from uh, Roger Williams University, all the regular old players in in the situation. I guess they all submitted written testimony, but it was held for further study. Thank goodness. And uh, it's uh, this has been, I believe, the eighth year in a row that it's been introduced. 
and was held for further study. So we were happy about that. Big time. And what else, the last, Terry? The, 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 listen to this one, guys. The last two people left to testify, we waited like two and a half hours, was myself and Stephen Brown. Couldn't be possibly be on two opposite sides of any issue. ACLU and I, the ACLU, uh, that's right. Yeah, Stephen Brown. But there's another bill, and my friend uh, Anastasia Williams introduced it. And the title of the bill is relating to motor, motor and other vehicles, operators, and chauffeurs' licenses. And she wants to give uh, licenses to illegal aliens. And they're going to call them a different name, a different, it's a, it's a special permit, alternative ID driving licenses and permits. And the uh, way they're going to give them out, the, one of the stipulations, is you have to have present a foreign birth certificate. Now, how much validity can you claim to a foreign birth certificate? And if it if it's not in English, you have to get it translated. But you know, I doubt seriously if that would ever be the case. And they'll accept matricular counselor cards, which aren't official, uh, officially recognized by the United States of America. They're, they're identification cards from a foreign country. And but we're we're going to accept one of those if they if they present one of those, and a valid unexpired consular identification document as authorized by the administration, and it, it just gets worse and worse. It's it's quite a long a lengthy bill, but but some of, here's some of the other things in it, John. The uh, applicants for an alternative ID driving license will not be required to comply with successful completion of a written exam as requ exam required by such and such regulation and the road test required by the same regulation if they can provide one of the following a valid driver's license by a state now no state issues valid totally valid driver's licenses they're all driving permits and stuff a u.s state or territory and in the event that driver's license is issued by another state or U.S. territory, the uh, it can be it can't be expired for over a year. A, a valid passport that is unexpired or expired for less than a year before the application is acceptable. And it, I don't know, you know, it's there's so many things. It go these go on and on and on these bills. And Anastasia Williams is she's becoming like a, a thorn in everyone's side with all the things that she's introducing. It's uh it's become incredible the the uh the amount of amount of bills that she's putting in. Oh, oh when I say that too, John, it just popped in my head the yesterday not yesterday, day before yesterday, at the house there were two hundred and ninety four bills introduced in one day. How is that possible, Terry Gorman? I know. 294 bills, John. Hey, Terry, oh. I also want to just make mention of, though, is you've been up at the State House many different times. And, folks, we're speaking with our friend Terry Gorman, uh, head of Ryle. And, um, and you know, for, for different faults that he may have had, one thing without question is when you needed him, if you needed him to, uh, Chris Young, who passed away this week, he oh, would yeah, show up at the State House and testify, Terry Gorman. Yeah, how sad. How sad that was, John. I can't I can't get over that. I, what, 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 I I want, what I want people to understand is, and you understand this, is the, the regular person wouldn't get this, but many times it is it is almost like going into uh, a rigged, like an away game and the way the Patriots must feel when they're going into Jet Stadium. When, when you're on the opposite side of the people of this, you know, Terry's on these issues, or many times Chris Wrong was, the people even up on... Uh, sitting up there on the on the committee, they they you know they they let their a lot of times uh, they let the union people in first. They take all the seats. They they run the gauntlet in the hallway. They make other people that want to go up and testify have to stand for hours. It is not the mo it's it's hot. It is not welcoming in any way the way they treat people. You by going. What I meant is it, it's not a neutral site. You can tell what legislation that that they're in favor of. To me, just the way they conduct the hearing. 
Yes, exactly, John. And it, in the House, it's worse than than it is in the Senate. It, in the House, and they have all these excuses why they do it, but the chairman of the committee that you're testifying in front of, at the very beginning of the session, states, or asks for a motion to hold all today's bills for further study before anybody testifies. Wow. Now, they, they claim that they have meetings afterwards and, you know, when when they're not in session and all that stuff and they discuss all these things and all that. I just do not believe that, John, that that, that happens. Maybe in some critical bill that some special interest group is interested in, they may, they may do something like that. But for the most part, I mean, 294 bills in one day, how do they get to that? Right. Well, I they mean, don't. I mean, it just yeah. shows you the rigged game. You know what else is uh, comical, folks? And again, it's our friend Terry Gorman. And uh, Dan McGowan has this in his roadmap if you get his, his email. But tomorrow, the head of the American Federation of Teachers Union, the president, Randy Weingarten. Now, Terry, that's the Providence Teachers. That's the Warwick Teachers Union. She is yeah. going to be in town. It's open to the public. And they're having what they're calling... A, a community forum, and the topic of the forum at 10 o'clock that she's going to be part of is bargaining with the community for the common good. How on earth is that, a, is that, is that comical, Terry? My goodness, what is next, like tips on how to walk the picket line for crying out loud? Bargaining for the common good. Bargaining is the worst possible thing for the government. That's why there's government schools, that's why it's failed. But it is, it is funny to me that Randy Weingarten, Donna Perry joins us on Facebook Live, Randy Weingarten is in Providence tomorrow. They're having a community discussion on bargaining with the community for the common good. Yep. Yeah. Providence <laughs> schools that are considered the fourth worst schools in the free world. Fourth worst. Rainy Weingarten bargaining for the common good. You know, followed by they're going to then have groups. They're going to break up into uh, different groups and uh, team building exercise, such as how to get around that that sticky, uncomfortable contract. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, John, How to, John. 30 sick days is a right, not a privilege. Yeah. Comical. You know what, again, Terry, I'll let you get back to your point, but Randy Weingarten coming to town, is she meeting with parents to explain how this is unacceptable, how poorly the Providence schools do? No. Is she meeting to say we have to cut down? They, Terry, they have teachers in Providence, and a huge number of them, 30 sick days a year. Is she coming yeah. in for that? No. What is the theme of Randy Weingarten? 10 o'clock, it's at the Juanita Sanchez Educational Complex. 10 o'clock, open to the public. Bargaining with the community for the common good. That, that is laughable to me. Yes, it is. And John, while you're, while you're talking about that, Go ahead. the next thing I want to talk about is an act relating to education. The Rhode Island Quality Enhancement in After School and Out of School Time Act. It's sponsored by Casimiro, McNamara, Donovan, Amore, and Serpa. Oh, God, I don't and, like it already. <laughs> I know. But something that's in the middle of the bill, it's, uh, it says, uh, priority will be, shall be given to those programs that seek to support low-income families, youth with disabilities, youth for whom English is a second language. Now, these are, this is more after-school programs and for, that illegal aliens are going to get be, that's going to be a benefit for them. You know, that's going to be a babysitting service for the for illegal aliens, illegal alien children. And the, uh, oh, what's this other one I... Let, 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 I want you to finally just, uh, here's what I want. I want to wrap up here just because I have other things I want to get Sorry. to, Terry. But I'd like, yep. that's quite all right. But I want you to touch on, you know, I, I people should not take for granted how fortunate that we are. Good afternoon to uh, David Gallen, William Lavery. How fortunate we are that you're talking, uh, people have no idea what, what, you know, I know people use the phrase the most important election. But Terry Gorman, you know, you have a president that... I didn't think, Terry, we'd ever see in our lifetime, who is stepping forward and saying to sanctuary cities, and he did get a big victory in court, and they're going to challenge it, but yes, thank saying, you. we're going to cut off your funding unless you start to enforce the law. You know, Terry, I, I, I don't, President Trump will never get enough credit for how much he has been absolutely a leading advocate against people that penetrate our country, don't belong here, and illegal immigration. 
Exactly, John. 100% correct. That's right. Folks, but he is let our me friend. Just say one, Go ahead. One last thing, right, John. quickly. That, minute. That, okay. This is, this is in a, uh, what the Rhode Island uh, Department of Human Services considered, uh, considers a relative under the Rhode Island Works Program. Now, be prepared for this. A relative means a parent, step-parent, grandparent, great-grandparent, great-great-grandparent, aunt, great-aunt, great-great-aunt, uncle, great-uncle, great-great-uncle, sister-brother, step-brother, step-sister, half-brother, half-sister, first-cousin, first-cousin once removed, niece, great-niece, great-great-niece, nephew, great-nephew, and great-great-nephew. All of those, all of those people qualify under the, these Rhode Island programs. It just, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever, John. That these are these are programs where some of the programs are uh, that cash assistance program. So all of these people qualify as relatives that you know that can put in and apply for these cash assistance programs. And and you know and I know that illegal aliens are getting those cash assistance programs. They're not supposed to be, but they're sneaking in. Under under the radar, and because people are told to put them in That's right. at the, the different departments, that, and we're and we're all paying for it. That is exactly right. We're going to leave it there, it's folks. He's our friend Terry okay. Gorman. Terry, great job. We'll talk to you next week. Okay, thank you. Jack. All right, folks. Our friend Terry Gorman, illegals among us. All right, right now, if you would like tickets, let's give them away. We're going to do a little game of high low, high low tickets to see. Hello, Dolly, and it's ladies only. Ladies only. High low. A number one to 50 pair of tickets, you and a guest, to see Hello, Dolly, the classic Broadway show at the Providence Forming Arts Center. Tickets are on sale now. Call the box office at 41Arts, 421Arts, 421Arts, or log on at ppacri.org. ppacri.org. Let me play just a small snippet of uh, what a, a very classic uh, Broadway show which is Hello, Dolly. Let me play just a small part of it. Here we go. Show some snap, fellas. Find an empty love Call in 766-1380. You'd like a pair of tickets. It's a great classic Broadway show at the Peep House. I have a number 1 to 50. High, low, below dollars at the Peep House. Dial 766-1380. All right, we'll do male female. I won't just do women. People get mad. Who wants the tickets? Great seats. Great seats for the PPAC. Hello, darling. All right, we'll give them those away. I'm going to write down a... Wow, 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 fellas. Look at the old girl now, fellas. All right. Well, it's a classic Broadway show. If you would like a pair of tickets to see, we'll do male-female. We'll do male-female. Uh, hello, Dolly. Call in right now, 766-1380. I have a pair of tickets for you and a guest. Great seats to see. Good afternoon, Jared. This classic show at the PPAC. We're going to do a little game of high-low. I'm going to have a number of 1 to 50, and then you can win the tickets. Hey, folks, I want to remind you, now the weather will get warmer, and then you're starting to look outside your home, and what do you see? You see algae. You see mildew. You see the green stuff. You know what you need to do? You need to contact Bethel Certified Soft Wash. That's right. They have a Facebook page. They'll get rid of it. But you can text Jared at Bethel Certified Soft Wash at 401-617-2585. Same day, free estimate. You can text him at 617-2585. Find their Facebook page, Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Highly trained team. Gently wash away. That algae, that mildew, the staining, Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Call Jared today or text him at 617-2585. Look for them on Facebook. Residential specialist, biodegradable plant safe, outside in your home or your business. 
you have some of that algae, mildew, get rid of it. Maybe you thought it was going to die in the wintertime. It didn't. Text Jared at 617-2585. Look for them on Facebook. It's Bethel Certified Software. So we're going to come back. We'll give away a pair of tickets. You and a guest can see Hello, Dolly. We're going to do, as a matter of fact, I'd like to start it right now. Let me get my, um, yeah, we'll do the high-low music right now. Right, on this Friday, a little game of we'd like to call High Low. Our phone number is 401-766-1380. 401-766-1380. I have a pair of tickets for you and a guest. High Low. All you have to do is guess the number 1 to 50. Hello there, Rich DeFusco. 1 to 50, and you'll win the tickets if you'd like to see Hello Dolly at the Providence Performing Arts Center. And then if you guess it right, and if you're the first person, I give you a little leeway. The first one through, it's the hardest one. So if you just come within five of it, you can win the tickets. But we have two pairs of tickets. Tickets are on sale. Call the box office at 401-42-ARTS, 421-ARTS. High, low for Hello, Dolly. All right. I've written down, Ron has, uh, Juan has written down a number. Let's find out. We go to the phones. Good afternoon. You're on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hello, John. Hi there. You enjoying the program this afternoon? I love your program. You speak the truth, John. Thank you very much. What's your first name? It's Mark. Mark. Mark, would you like a pair of tickets? You and a guest. Do you have someone you can bring with you? Yeah, my wife. Are you wife? Yep. Do you mind having? Uh, do you mind good seats? Do you mind sitting up front so you can uh, really enjoy the show at the Providence Roaming Arts Center? I would love that, John. Thank All right. You. Have you ever seen Mark? Have you ever seen Hello Dolly? It's a Broadway oh, classic. Never. I bet your wife would love seeing it, right? Ah, love it. Fantastic. All right. Do you understand the concept of high-low? Yeah, you, you, you picked the number close. One to 50. Are you, uh, we on speakerphone, are you, I'm having a little bit of a tough time talking to you. Just took it off. Is there that we go, much better. I was just going to say, I could hear the guy that I was talking to from China a little bit clearer <laughs> than talking to you. All right, Chuck, now again, you, you get leeway of five because you're the first one through the box. We have two pairs of tickets. Mark, for the tickets uh, for, for Hello, Dolly, I have written down a number between one and, 40, uh, one and 50. What is your guess? Uh, I would guess, John, I would guess 37. Now, why did you say 37? I don't know. I just, I, I just thought that might be the number. Well, the thing is, because I say within five, the number was 40, and that means you within five. So that means that you are the winner, Mark. Congratulations. Wow. Thanks. How about that? Wow, right God. out of the box. Wow. I, I, Isn't that fantastic? I, I, I feel lucky to be able to talk. I really do. All right, here's what I want you to do. I want you to stay on the line. And Jeff is going to write, get down your information, and you have one. Congratulations. The only thing I ask is that send me an email afterwards and let me know how much you enjoyed the show. No, I will, and I, I want to thank you and the station so very much. Well, you don't have to thank the station. I'm the one doing this, so you don't have to well, thank, thank them in any way. <laughs> anyway. All right, hold on the line. Hold on the line. I'm just kidding. I'm a kidder. Here we go. All right, good. All right. Now, I said we have two pairs of tickets, so I will jot down another number. And let's see who's on the line. Good afternoon. You're on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hello, John. Yes, good afternoon. Hello, what's your first name? Chris, how you doing, John? Chris, very well. Would you like tickets to the Providence Forming Arts Center to see Hello, Dolly? I certainly would. All right, have you ever been to the Providence Forming Arts Center? I have not. Well, now see, now I'm leery, because then I think if you haven't been... The odds that you'd end up using the ticket kind of goes down. It's a little more if you're comfortable well, going. Well, I'm looking forward to going. I know, <laughs> but not if you've never been. I'm a little yeah. lead. You're not, you're not selling me on this. But nonetheless, you did, you're did. you working enough to call. All right, do you understand the concept of high-low? Yes. All right, well, some, you say that. A lot of people don't. Let's yes. just do a little test for your own benefit. If, I, if, if we were playing a game of high-low and it was one to five, and you guessed... Then the person before you guessed three, and I said too low, what would be your next guess? 
four or five. Exactly right. You do understand the concept of high low. Yeah. All right. I don't know. Whoever answered said, well, "Be careful. This guy doesn't sound like the sharpest tool in the shed." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding, Chris. Sounds like you have a good sense of humor. Yeah, I do. Yeah, you must have you listened to this program. Yes. All right. Juan has pretty good wit, don't I? I, you know, I, you know, you should be all over Rhode Island. All right. Well, that, I, that's a whole other topic. But anyhow, all right. For the tickets for High Low to see Hello, Dolly, I have written down a number between 1 and 50. What is your guess, Chris? I'm going to go 38. Now, why did you say 38? The last gentleman said 37, and he won. Well, what made this is very suspicious. Why would you say 38? Because 37 was a winner. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. You know, 30, what's your guess? 38. 38 is a very good guess. But unfortunately, 38 is too, too low. It's too, excuse me. What's the matter with you, Juan? It's too high. 38 is too high. It's below 38. It's below 38. Let's get it straight, Harry. 766-1380. May I put the mask back on? Good afternoon. You're next on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hi, John. Hi there. What's your first name? My name is Linda. Linda. All right. You enjoying the program, Linda? Yes, very much. Do you have the coronavirus? No, I don't, thankfully. Do you think Governor Raimondo is doing enough to try to prevent it? Absolutely not. She's not. I mean, it, I didn't think we'd have a governor worse than Chafee, but it, it's almost she's almost like a hold my beer type of thing, don't you think? Yeah, I totally Someone says that, hold my beer, and that means you're going to outdo that person. All right, would you like tickets to see Hello, Dolly? It's next week at the Problem Swimming Arts Center. Yes, and I've oh. been to PPAC many times. Oh, all right, well, that goes in your favor. But here's the other trick question. Do you have someone that could go with you? Yes. All right, otherwise you could go alone and just put a jacket on the chair. So yeah. Mr. Carlin used to do that with uh, the old Bob Newhart show. He said he'd go to a movie and just put a, chair, a jacket on the chair next to him and look like he was with someone. All right, did you hear, do you understand the concept, Linda, of high-low? Yes, I do. All right, so the last caller, Chris, he guessed 38, and I said that that was too high. You know why, Linda? Because it is too high. Now, okay. so for high-low, it was started 1 to 50. He said 38, so now it's 1 to 37 are the numbers right. that we're looking for. What is your guess for the tickets to see Hello, Dolly? I'm going to guess number six. Now, why did you say number six? That seems very suspicious to me. Because my birthday is 6-6. Six, six. Oh, my goodness. And am I supposed to be inclined to give it to you because of your birthday? Not necessarily. Not necessarily is right. All right. That's why my guess is that. All right. Six is a very, very good guess. But six is unfortunately too, too low. Too low. So it's not six. So we had 38 too high, six too low, three bears. So the number, for those that are playing along at home, are be is between seven and 37. Seven and 37. Hello, John Martucci. 766-1380. A pair of tickets. Great seats. Hello, Dolly. At the Problem Swimming Arts Center. Who's going to get the tickets? I don't know. 766-1380. Dial in. Let's find out. Good afternoon. You're next on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hello, Juan. Hello there. Who might I be speaking with? This is Chris. All right. Wait a minute. Is this Chris again? No. Different Chris. Different Chris. All right. So this is different Chris. This is Chris. You should say no. This is Chris that has been to the PPAC. <laughs> oh, I love it. All right. Now, have you ever seen Hello, Dolly? No, sir. You haven't. Have you ever been to the PPAC? No, I haven't. Ugh. You haven't been to the Province Forming Arts Center? No, I haven't. Now, see, that leads me to believe that I'm going to give you the tickets. You're not going to use them because you've never been there. So, you know, like, I don't know where to park. I don't know where to go. So, suddenly, I feel, I'm, I'm feeling like I'm wasting the tickets no, here, Chris. No, no, sir. You're going to use them? Absolutely. Do you know someone that might go with you or are you going solo? Oh, my wife. All right. So you're not just bringing the jacket like Mr. Carlin putting on the chair next to you? <laughs> do you remember the old Bob Newhart show? Of course. Oh, you do. All right. Who is, name another character on the Bob Newhart show. Oh. You said, of course. You didn't say, no, I don't remember. You said, of course. So if you say, of course, I'm asking, name Mary another Tyler. character on the Bob Newhart show. Mary Tyler Moore. On the Bob Newhart show? No. Mm. Oh. No, she was not on the Mary. No, Bob Newhart. Mary Tyler Moore was not on the Bob Newhart show, folks. You got to listen. 
866-1380. Good afternoon. You're next on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm very well. Who might I be speaking with? This is Nancy. Hello, Nancy. Are you enjoying the program? I am. My goodness. Have you ever been to the Providence Performing Arts Center? Yes, I have. Would you like a pair of tickets to see Hello, Dolly? I most certainly would. Nancy, doesn't that sound fantastic? A Broadway classic? It, oh, it sounds fantastic. I've been seeing it advertised yep. on television. And you're saying, I hope John DePietro has a pair of tickets for me so I can go and enjoy it. That would be wonderful. All right. Now, I want to give you the tickets. Help me okay. help you. Did you ever see Jerry Maguire? Help me help you. All right. What I... is your guess? High, low. It's 1 to 50, but we've narrowed it down to 7 to t- to um. Seven to thirty-seven. Okay, I'm going to go with twenty-three. Now, why did you say twenty-three? The same as the other woman. It is my birthday. It is all right. Well, that would be correct. The number is twenty-three, Nancy. You have won the tickets. Thank you. How about that? Congratulations. Don't thank the station. You just thank me. All right, hold on the line. The only thing I ask, do you have uh, do you have email? I most certainly do. All right, send me an email after the show telling me how much you enjoyed the show. Is that fair enough? That is certainly. All right, very hold fair. on the line. They will take down your information. Another winner, right here on the John DePietro show. All right, uh, again, for tickets to Hello Dolly, call four to one arts four to one arts or log on. The PPAC box office at uh, ppacri.org. ppacri.org. Let me um, just want to accept my congratulations to our two winners. And, folks, again, the PPAC is just a uh, total joy, and we're lucky to have it. And uh, congratulations to our two winners. There we go. Uh, PR tickets to see Hello Dolly at the Providence Performing Arts Center. All right, right now, it is, what time is it? One forty-three, and it's the John DePietro Show. And what we're going to do is uh, open up the phone lines. If you'd like to call in any topic, we've covered a lot now, covered a lot, give me the latest. Obviously, the, uh, the coronavirus is a big story. And if you were listening to the program yesterday, what did I say yesterday? Juan, now yesterday you said it before you left the air that there were two people that have been tested for it. And what did we find out later in the day, the press conference? Two people in the state have been tested for it. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. Um, I still want to come back to it. And I know this isn't like a huge big story. Well, I'm, I'm getting a lot of email about Brad Faxon. And people are so mad that he fleeced all those people that belonged to Metacomet. I mean, that's, I don't know all the details. But Brad Faxon gets a group of guys. They go to Metacomet. They say, we're going to restore it to greatness. So they sell it to him, even though there were other higher bidders. And now he's flipping it. And they're going to make millions, and they're going to develop it into, like, shopping or something. So I've played Metacomet. It's a beautiful course. I feel bad for many of the members. It's terrible. Uh, I don't know what to tell you about that. And then, um, uh, but I am getting email. I don't have all the details on it. I'm not saying I won't do a story on it, but I'm already hearing from people that there are members at Metacomet that want to sue Brad Faxon um, for they feel that Biodevelop Metacomet in mixed-use property. It is sad. Wow. Metacomet going to be turned into Marshall Development Purchase and Sale Agreement with the owners of these Providence Golf Clubs. So Brad Faxon, they come in and um, <laughs> and they convince them, you know, I'm a golf guy and we're going to turn it around. We're going to restore Metacomet to its greatness. So they sell it to him and some other people. They run it for a year. They say they're going to put in millions. They put in a couple. I don't know how much money they put in, actually. And now they're flipping it in a land deal. I mean, this is, um, I think there's going to be, I'm already getting email from some members saying there's going to be a lawsuit here. So that he fleeced them in, uh, in flipping it to them. You know, here's what I don't understand about the Brad Faxon meta comment thing. And I, and I do want to acknowledge with him and Billy Andre, they've been very, very generous over the years in the amount of money that they've raised for 
with uh, the CBS tournament. No question about that. Um, but what I don't understand is th- there are some individuals who, who, who might be interested. And, and I don't know if they tried to completely play that out. But I just think you go to the members and say, we can save the club. It's going to have to be um, part private, part public, something like that. But it doesn't seem like much of an effort to save it. I don't have all the details. Looked at different options. They agreed to sell to them with the idea that they were going to save the club. And instead now they're flipping it to this developer, which a year ago, they could, they, the, the people that own Metacomet, they could have flipped it to this developer, but they didn't because Fax and his crew were supposed to be saving it. So, uh, I mean, I... I'm already getting email from people. There's going to be a lawsuit here. I, I don't, but I, I can't get over this story on the front page of the paper. I, I what what is that guy doing there? I'll try to reach out to him over the weekend. West Warwick boy seven left on school bus for hours. The mother's all upset. They meet with the journal. They're in the law office of Matthew Lamountain, and they're saying that the kid, she dropped him off on the bus at eight o'clock. They school school staff um, called her saying, hey, he didn't show up for for school. And then she was then flipping out. And then the teachers, they went out and they woke him up and found him on the school bus. He was sweaty and scared. And but my my, so so what are you going to do now? So now they're they're what going to sue the you know, there there are mistakes that sometimes happen. Right now, the, the school bus company, by the way, I'm not justifying that in any way. It's highly unusual that all the kids are getting off the bus. My thing is, how tired was this child seven years old? That she puts him on the bus at 8. At 11 o'clock, all the kids are in school, and he's asleep in the back of the bus, still sleeping from the ride there. How tired was he? How late was he up? So now they have an attorney. What are you, now they're going to sue. Sue for what? Now he's nervous about taking the bus, he said. He's afraid he may be left again. So now she's driving him to school. What's learned about that? Here's an idea. So now the mother's driving him. Now they're trying to get money. Now they have the reporter there, and he's taking notes. He's even got a red tie. What's his name? Matthew LaMountain is ready to sue for the seven-year-old boy that fell asleep on the school bus in West Warwick. Well, now he's afraid to take the butt. No. How about this? Good night's sleep. Good breakfast. How long is he on the bus? Here's your challenge. I know you're seven years old. We need you to stay awake for the bus ride. The lawyer said the family's trying to gather as much information as they can. All options are on the table. That's the attorney. We want to be sure going forward this doesn't happen to anyone else. Well, it hasn't happened to anyone else because apparently everyone stays awake on the blanking bus ride to school. He was present as mother talked to a reporter. Who, so the mother calls the journal with the attorney. Because they left a seven-year-old fell asleep in the back of the bus. Now he's nervous about taking the bus. So they're going to sue for car service. She says, thank God my son is alive. (laughs) Wait a minute. He's seven years old. He actually probably could have, I don't even know if he has a cell phone, but he could have woken up and then looked around and then they're going to use the bus again in a few hours. I mean, I I don't know if he probably didn't have a lunch. I'm not justifying it. And the, the company has already said that the person who was the bus driver has already been removed from service. So I'm willing to bet you drive the bus and then you're supposed to, I don't know this for a fact. Good afternoon, there's Henry. You're supposed to then walk to the back of the bus, right? And then check to make sure everybody's off. Now I watch when they are driving and they stop, right? The kids get off, they look, make sure nothing like that. And and I'm willing to bet there's some procedure. You got to walk to the back and then come back up. And maybe they said to the kids, hey, anybody going back there? So they pull up to the school. It's 830. All the kids get off the bus. And this young boy who's in first is uh, and he's pretty big for a first grade, but he's he's totally unconscious asleep in the back of the bus. So then the school calls the mother and says, hey, little child, your son did not show up for school. She's like, what are you talking about? She gets in a panic. So then they're like, all right. She said she dropped him off on the bus. They go to the bus and there he is. It's 11 o'clock. But my thing is how late. Is that mother keeping the kid up? You have to go to sleep. 
there's, there's something, maybe he didn't feel well. I don't know all the circumstances. I certainly don't want to pile on. Um, but I would say to the parents that that's highly unusual. I would argue that the child's obviously not getting enough sleep unless the, he was under the weather and didn't feel well. And but what, why, why the lawyer now with the lawyer? What's the lawyer going to do? Try to shake them down, see if there's some money there. If it, you know, it's reached the point. Let's just say your child is in school. I'll tell you what this thing is. I, I can't stand it. I will reach out to this. I don't know what it is. This Lamountain. No, again, if she went in and say, hey, I think I have a suit. We're exploring all options. We may sue the school and the bus. He fell asleep on the bus. What, what if some child, I mean, there, there are sometimes fights at school, right? I used to be at St. Paul School. You know what? I remember some of the fights at school. It used to be after school behind William Hall Library. Now, let's just say there was a fight on the playground, which I remember. Henry Palazzo, you're a parent. Are, are, are we at the point now where are people going to sue the school? Because maybe their child was in some kind of fisticuffs or altercation. I'm not talking about bullying. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, I, we had a situation with my youngest who was out on the playground. And there were some boys throwing rocks. And one of the rocks hit her and cut her. And we had to go and take her to the hospital. And we were very upset about it. And they never found out who it was, nor did they really question anyone. And so we did what a lot of people do. We pulled the child out, you know, my youngest out of the school. But this business of suing, I would then just question. You have all these kids on all the school buses and everybody gets off. How tired is that child that when they pull up to the school, Henry, the, poor, the kid is asleep in the back of the, in the bus? How late was he up? Midnight? He's seven years old. You're seven years old. You should be bedtime is eight o'clock, 830, period. Well, he likes to stay up late and play video games. Well, you know, and then he's asleep on the school bus all day. This portion of the program is watched by Kays. Remember, lunch, dinner, drinks in the lounge. Stop by Kays. They're waiting for you. Now, Henry, Henry's my friend. Henry, if you need a mask, I do have a mask for you, Henry. Henry Palazzo, if you need the mask, I have an extra some mask set aside for friends. Uh, brought by K's. Lunch, dinner, drinks, salon. Stop by K's. They're waiting for you. Let's go to the phones. Good afternoon. You're on the John DePietro Show. Hello. Hey, John, do you have any info on the grand jury? Uh, you know what? I'm glad you said that. We're going to have some info coming up. It's all ahead. Very, very... Uh, you know what? It's going to come up next. I'm glad you said that. I want to get the call in before the break. But it's all ahead right here. The latest on that. Right here on the John DePietro Show. Paul Massey Chevrolet, you get the lowest price guaranteed every day with Rhode Island's only true one price on our exciting lineup of Chevrolets. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price guaranteed. And it's only at Paul Massey, Rhode Island's number one Chevrolet dealer. Lease a 2020 Equinox LS front wheel drive for only $179 a month for 39 months with $29.88 due at signing. Buick GMC South is New England's number one Buick dealer and Rhode Island's number one GMC dealer. Get the lowest price anywhere. Paul Massey's one price plus true car equals our best price. Guaranteed. Lease a 2020 Terrain SLE front wheel drive for only $198 a month for 39 months with $24.88 due at signing. Great selection, top-notch service, and the lowest one price only at Paul Massey. Well, folks, now remember, today is the day. Wherever you are right now, if you're out in the car, remember, you could swing over and see our friends, Ron and Melissa, at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. And right now, for those on Facebook, you can see the address, where they're located. And I posted photos. They have, Henry, you would love this. They have uh, Trump Pastry. There it is. I'm going to hold it up to everybody on Facebook Live. Swing over to Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Can you see how beautiful that is? Trump Pastry, making pastry great again. That's one example. And then um, perfect. Uh, there's a rally tonight. And then you can also, Ron is making pastry great again. Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Look at that. Delicious pastry at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. They're open till 6 tonight. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. It's Ron's Pastry Gourmet. Stop in and see them. 
Um, and Ron is just uh, so talented. 170 Royal Little Drive in Providence. It's right off of Silva Spring Street. Stop it and see them at Ron's Pastry Gourmet. All right, folks, and we're back on this Friday. Good afternoon, one and all. Here I am. It's Ron. Remember, if you ever miss any portion of the program, you can always go to the website, thepeakco.com, and you can, uh, under radio shows, we have everything logged right there. This portion of the John DePietro Show is brought to you by Westbound Autobody. Remember, if you're ever in an accident, and it can happen when you least expect it, pick up the phone and call West Fountain Autobody, 401-272-3340, 272-3340. It's Kenny, it's Patricia, it's Kaylee, it's West Fountain Autobody. Now, the latest on the coronavirus. I'm going to have some information on that coming up later today in Rhode Island. Uh, on DePetro.com, probably over the weekend. The latest on the grand jury. We are on Mattiello Watch. We're on Mattiello Watch. At any time, I would think there's going to be, I believe, there's going to be some kind of announcement from Attorney, Peter Gen- Attorney General Peter Narona. And with that announcement, they will either announce that Speaker Mattiello has been indicted... Or they will announce that they use the grand jury, as we talk about with our legal expert, Attorney Tim Dodd, as, the, and as an investigative tool and did not find any criminal wrongdoing. But if you want to find out what this really focuses on, I'm the only one that has the statue, surprise, surprise, posted. Go to my website, petro.com and under the story, grand jury target is House Speaker Nick Mattiello. And I have the grand jury statute that they are working off. And to his credit, Attorney General Pina Narona has the A-team working on it. But it is Rhode Island Law, Chapter um, 11, Section 42.2, Threats and Extortion and Extortion and Blackmail. And what this comes down to is anyone with intent to compel any person to do any act against his or her will or prohibit any person from carrying out a duty imposed by law. So now if he is indicted, I believe he will be removed from office within 48 hours. I don't expect him to step down. I don't think so. Um, But by everything that we have heard, if everything we heard is true, then Mattiello did abuse his office as speaker. He threatened them. He carried through with the threat and then said, you know, if something happens to his pal, that he would give them an audit, which cost about $50,000. They suspended his friend and then suddenly the audit was ordered. So I believe, but we are on watch. I think Attorney General Pino Narona has to address this one way or the other. I do. He's John D.P. his talk show on your radio he's john dp tune in your radio go get him johnny d All right, folks hey listen enjoy this weekend thank you everyone for listening stay safe out there remember stop in ronnie's pastry gourmet he's got the trump pastry what a great gift so you can watch the rally tonight. We're back Monday at 11. Stay tuned. The John Dion program is next right here on AM 1380. 3270. We are an official Rhode Island inspection station as well. WNRI and W236CW Woonsocket. 1380 AM and 95.1 FM.